This Luton Town season preview edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Welcome everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. We are cracking on with our 20-team uh, preview for the upcoming Premier League season, which is a matter of days away now. Incredibly exciting. Uh, and this one is Luton Town. Uh, we're enjoying doing the promoted teams. Um, something new to talk about. It's always refreshing. Uh, first up from... Somewhere in Nottinghamshire is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz. Even Malcolm, how are we doing? How are you? Last time I spoke to you, you were in a, a peak with your current illness. Um, are you still, still okay? I'm feeling all right. That was only an hour ago, Malcolm, and I'm still in a peak. Ah, Baz, don't yeah. blow it, man. People don't need to know that, man. It's like the Wizard of Oz. People don't need to know what's going on behind the curtain. <laughs> You're right, though. I'm feeling okay at the moment, yeah. Still still look- the weather, but feeling all right as it stands. You look wonderful, Baz. Uh, an hour ago when we spoke to you, um, we were doing the Burnley show and we said on the Burnley show that for our international listeners, we were enjoying the parade of accents that we're currently on um, going around the Premier League. Well, we've got another beauty here. We've got another top top three, I reckon. Um, I'm going to introduce Gavin Daly from the Luton Town International Podcast. But the first thing I need to introduce or ask Gavin to explain is we've got an Irish man living on the west coast of America, who was a Luton Town supporter. I've got no idea how any of that works, Gavin, so uh, tell us all about that. Yeah, um, started following the town in the 80s, later part of the 80s, Kinsley Black, first time I ever saw him play. Kinsley Black, get in, great start. Oh, unbelievable. Still to this day, my favourite player. Uh, Started following Luton. At that time, of course, they were in the old first division, the top team in the league. And you could kind of, growing up in Ireland, you could kind of you could kind of hold your own then because you're in the top tier, you're in the top league. Then as it starts to fall, everyone like it's the perfect thing that Luton put out um, on their on their social media today. Yeah, but who's your Premier League team? Yeah, you know, it was always it was always that growing up. So been supporting Luton since the '80s, seen some great days in the FA Cup. I remember beating Newcastle and West Ham in the FA Cup. Uh, getting to the semi-final and some really, really dark days in going all the way down to non-league and the 30-point deduction. I ended up in America because my wife is from California and I stupidly brought her to Ireland uh, during the winter and she wasn't, ha- she wasn't having that. She wasn't having that at all. So uh, I ended up moving to California. I spend a lot of time working with uh, our American colleagues here and at this time of night as well. So I can see them with the sun streaming through the window and I'm looking outside now as the rain's going sideways past the window at a thousand mile an hour. So I get that experience about seven nights a week. Um, tell us about your podcast, uh, Gavin. Where can, we, where can we find you? So it's the Luton Town International Podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Spotify. Uh, just search Luton Town International. Uh, we did start as the Luton Town America podcast because it started as kind of a hobby for me back in 2010 and at that point it was the Luton Town America podcast because I was having 
a different a different guest on with me every week. Uh, about 10 episodes in, 11 episodes in, I had a guy by the name of Nick on and we hit it off and we had great chemistry. So decided, you know what? We're going to continue doing this going forward with me and him and we'll bring someone else in. Uh, then another five or six episodes go by and we uh, we had a Norwegian who's living in Australia now, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> right? And um, we had him on and the three of us, again, just had a ton of chemistry. So we're going like, you know what? We're going to go with this. So we remain, it remained the Luton Town podcast, Luton Town America podcast for a little while. And then when it got going and we were taking it a lot more serious, um, we changed the name to Luton Town International. Uh, and just just ran from there. Just being, we are already. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to throw shade at anyone here, but we are the only Luton Town podcast that has been going since the non-league days. Yeah, the only man, what one. A, We've gone all the way from non-league to Premier League. I'm not trying to have a dig at anyone else there, but are you claiming credit for that rise then as well, Gavin? Because it sounds like you are. Totally, absolutely. <laughs> Never um, thought yeah. happened in a million years. We're obviously there's kind of the same generation because Luton Town were always on my radar, is it? In in the year, he said they won the league cup, didn't they? What year was yeah. that going on? Yeah, and they were always in the in Division One, so the similar to like Coventry uh, and Norwich City. So when when I kind of think of my dream Premiership or my stable, Luton Town were always there, and it's a, you, I've got a lot of memories. I remember Barry Venison that mad overhead kick clearance from John Hartson. Um, sitting down the Duke of Wellington watching that game on a Monday night football. Um, so yeah, Luton Town, it, it, it's nuts to think that they then disappeared from view and made it all the way to non-league uh, to then just make it all the way back. Um, they beat Sunderland in the playoff semi-final last year, which immediately puts you in good standing here, uh, Gavin. That gives you at least five years uh, of free credit here. You can do what you want. Um, but yeah, like Luton, it also... If there are any Luton Town fans uh, who've come to us via via Gavin Show, um, we it's the same place as Gavin just explained. Spotify, Apple, Google, etc. Uh, on Twitter at SGPN Premier and uh, YouTube.com is at Premier League Gambling Podcast. And uh, we throw out weekly sort of bi-weekly shows, pick shows for the Premier League. Um, if you do like a, a fiver or a tenner on something, uh, we'll talk a lot of football, we'll talk a lot of rubbish, and we give out some picks at the end of it, which is what we're going to do today. Gavin's going to tell us uh, about how Luton are going to go this season. And then me and Baz have got some little players. We'll talk some FPL later as well, some fantasy players. Um some some fantasy players that Gavin likes. Um, I'll tell you first, before we get stuck into it, um, about our Patreon page, continuing to wage war against the corporate gambling machine. Loads of this, uh, loads of exclusive content, contests, merch. Over there, the SGP Stories podcast, which is an uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DGENs around the network. Uh, the Discord channel is sharp as a razor, and um, you need to head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. So before we get into next season, uh, we just finished, like I say, the, the Burnley show. And one of the most fun things is doing the promoted teams because everyone's said excited. We haven't, you haven't got this jaded thing going on that you've had three or four years. Or You must be, and especially, I mean, Burnley were in the Premier League fairly recently. Luton were in the National League fairly fairly recently. So the excitement levels of Luton Town fans must be absolutely off the charts. So what, I mean, how was last season for you? And then 
talk us through experiencing that uh, the playoff final win because that must be something else. I mean, last like so the thing was uh, obviously Nathan Jones brought us from League Two to to League One and left us in League One just about promoted to go to Stoke. And when he came back, he kept us in the championship again for a second stint. He kept us in the championship. And he's always he always improved the team. He always got us higher than he did the previous season. So obviously, not the season just finished, but the season before, we finished sixth and we were in the playoffs and we unfortunately lost to Huddersfield. So this year, there was, there was a lot of expectation from Luton fans that we could go one better and we could we at least... Not not necessarily get automatic, but push a little bit further into them playoff positions. And when Nathan Jones left, I think there was a sense of okay, that could be our season all but all but done. But the simple fact is, when Rob Edwards came in, he beat out Nathan Jones in every aspect. It, it, like he he went, I, I want to say they went on a in game. Uh, unbeaten streak coming near the end of the season under Rob, Ed- Rob Edwards and they drew three of the last four games which would have made their record even better if they had won them but they drew three of the last four games when playoffs were pretty much guaranteed and to, to me like I never ever following, the, following Luton he's never thought I would see Luton in the Premier League not in my lifetime because we're, we're not not to take not to take a dig at you guys, but we're not Saudi owned. We're not we're not billionaire owned. We're not we're not uh, country owned. You know, we're not owned by a, a, a foreign state. It, it was never in the plan. Like we, we we have to scrape and borrow for every last penny that we. And we're trying to build a new stadium, and that all everything we could possibly ask for is going towards that. So last season was just. I know there was a. a of expectation, but that was far, far beyond my wildest dreams. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. There was a number of different points. It obviously when we when we won the playoff, it, it sank in. Like, oh my god, we're Premier League. But then the level raised even further when the fixtures got released. And it's like, oh my god, we're Premier League. And I think <laughs> it will raise even further that first game against Brighton. It was like, fuck, we're Premier League. You know. <laughs> like, I, I never thought I would see this day. And last season, I mean, we went on a great one with Roman Rob Edwards. He did. He, you can say yes, he got lucky in that he came into the team during the World Cup break, so he had that. And he talks about it a lot. He had that time to to bond with the players that were there, to to look at what tactics to get the players away from England. Into a into a different country and have to have them bond and have them bond with the the coaching staff. So he he done everything right. To me, he's an absolute genius and he will be. Uh, I know, like the fact that the fact that he he went to Watford and only lasted what 10, 11 games before they decided no, you're not for us, and then came I mean, to us and goes to everyone at Watford though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a preposterous thing because. The trajectory of Rob Edwards, everything he knew before and everything he knew since, I think I'm a bit baffled by his decision to go. And I know people who operate at a higher level in sport have will always have the confidence in their own ability to book the trend. I can go into Watford and do what everyone else has failed to do. In hindsight, he probably regrets that decision because everything else before and everything else after has been absolutely brilliant. So there's no reason. You know that whatever happens at Luton Town this year, not a lot of that's going to happen by accident. Like It's going to be meticulously planned. Um, and I think they've got a lot to look forward to, Gavin. 
Yeah, I mean, this season, there is absolutely no expectations for me. Like, I see on, on Twitter that we're going to break Derby's record. Don't care. Could not care less. I don't think we will. I think we'll do better than that. But I, I couldn't care less. Because, as has been pointed out to me by a number of people who are in Luton Town Sports, you've only got to be better than three teams in the league. Yeah. And we showed that we can hang with Burnley and Sheffield United last year. We showed we can hang with Nottingham Forest the season before. Everton are complete, like, shambles. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. <laughs> you only need to be better than three teams. And, like, although I, I personally don't think we're going to stay up, I think we'll go back down. What this season will do for the club is far beyond their wildest dreams. They're able to get, this, they're able to get power court paid off, done, get, get everything started so that we have... A, 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 a ground that is worthy of what well, a lot of people would say is worthy of Premier League football. I think Kenilworth Road is, but however, uh, and it, it'll get the stadium done, which was a big a big point after COVID hit because obviously revenue was gone, and it'll give us just like you look at the players we're, we're bringing in. Every single one of them is high quality Championship player. Now, can they kick on and and do it in the Premier League level? We'll see this season. We, even if we go back down, we are set for next season with some of the players we have. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, you know, you mentioned the the transfer market and the players coming in. They have been very quiet in terms of spending. Uh, but I think you've pointed the reason out there. It's, it's because the money needs to go into the stadium. Um, you know, some of the money needs to go into the current stadium and more money going into a new stadium, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, yeah what, what do you think of the players we've brought in then? We've got Chong... Uh, from Birmingham, right winger, I think, isn't it? Um, Anderson and, yeah. and Marvellous Amber from Villa. Yeah, um, I'll be honest with you. Like you, you say, you, you say we haven't, and again, it's 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 nothing against you guys. It's Premier League, you know. We haven't spent that much. We haven't. We've only we've only spent just over eight million, you know, on yeah. players. But we broke our transfer re- transfer record three times in this transfer yeah. window. So I mean, that tells you everything. I actually, more than eight million because I think the Campbell was about four, four or five. So it's probably around twelve, thirteen million. Yeah. But we broke our record three times, you know. And the, for the players we brought in, like everyone wanted the Campbell back just simply because what he gave the team last year when he came in on loan. And I think that was the signing that everyone was looking for in the off season. And it obviously came late in the off season for whatever reason, but. To me, the, the, the signing that excites me is Tahiti. Right. Because having watched a lot of championship football, watching a lot of Birmingham, and especially watching Birmingham tear us apart for 90 minutes, I think it was not last season, the season before, where they beat us 5 or 6 nil. Like, he tore us apart. He is, he is a talent. So, classified as a right winger, I don't necessarily know if he'll play in that position with Luton because... If Edward sticks to the formation that we played last season, and he probably should, then we don't exactly play wingers. We play wing backs, and I can't see Chong playing as a wing back. So I think he'll more than likely play in a middle. Um, but again, he he he's someone that he's someone that I'm, I'm looking at and going. Even if we go down, he's he's top level championship, and he can possibly push on and be and be a Premier League player. You know, um, Mad Mads Anderson. Is a solid defender, you know. I I don't necessarily know if he'll start the season. I think the the three that 
Gosdair and Osho, Lockyer and Bell will probably be given a chance uh, to, to start the season. But again, with, with some players leaving, like Sonny Bradley leaving during the window, we needed to strengthen the defence. And again, he's a championship level player. And if we if he can prove to be a Premier League player, then even better. I mean, the difference for me between... I, I've seen a lot of people... Um, I don't know if it's tongue-in-cheek or not, or looting a playing a really good game here by getting themselves a championship-ready team all ready to go there. But the difference between a, a, a top-level championship player and who were really well-coached and these bottom six Premier League teams is nothing. I mean, it's, you're talking really, really small margins. Um, and you've we've seen, like, Rob Edwards is this, brand, is this new brand of coach. We've seen it in Eddie Howe. We've exchanged Steve Bruce for Eddie Howe. I mean, it's chalk and cheese. And Rob Edwards is very much in that camp for me. And it's fine margins. It's it's a shot going one side of the post rather than the other. And Luton are absolutely live uh, with, a, with a chance of staying up for me. Um, but just look through some of the numbers and then hopefully, Gavin, you might be able to steer us towards sort of how, what Luton's um, identity might be. Um Big price to win the Premier League, uh, I'll be honest. Two and a half thousand to one. If you fancy a bit of that, you could uh, pay for a nice holiday at the end of the year. Stick a quid. Stick a Stick quid a on quid that. On. I mean, if, Le- or- if, Le- if Leicester can do it, why can't we? <laughs> so we'll have a pound on that. Uh, 500 to one top four, 300 to one top six, 25 to one top half. And then we get into the, the little numbers. So the bottom half, I want to 50. Relegation is four to 11, minus 277. Uh, to finish bottom, 13 to eight, plus 162. And on the handicap, they have 57-point uh, head start. Um, the standout figure for me last year, looking at the league table, was the amount of goals scored, Gab. There was a big disparity between... I mean, Luton went up fair. They finished in third. People complained about the playoffs. Well, the, th- the team that finished third in the league went up. So no qualms with that. But Luton scored 57 goals compared to Sheffield United 73, compared to Burnley's 87. Um, but the defence was very comparable with those other two teams. You mentioned earlier on that mad run they went on. They lost one of 19. What are the last 19 games? Which is quite incredible. And the home and away records were quite similar. It's not like they were beating everyone at home and a little bit ropey on the way. Great defensive record away from home. Um, so, yeah, if Luton are going to pick these points up, is there going to be a pattern to it? Are they going to, is it going to be 12 home wins and nothing on, on the road? Or how are they going to do it, Gavin? I actually like. I, I was a firm believer even last season that our away form uh, helped us immensely. Yes, I can definitely see when you go to the likes of Etihad and Old Trafford and Anfield that a lot of these players will have never played there before and maybe in awe and they may be caught off guard and it, it, it could be it could be a battering as such. But I think when they go to the likes of Brentford, Fulham. Forest away from home. I think their their games away from home. That we I'm not saying we we, we definitely will pick up pick up points, but they, we shouldn't be going there scared and, and thinking we're not going to pick up any points in these games. Our, our away form will help us again this season. I think the home form I actually think needs to be a little bit better than it was last year because our away form, as you said, was it was actually better than our home form, not by much. I think it was like a game or something. I think we won eleven on the road, ten at home. But we need to be a little bit better at home. We need to make Kenilworth Road a fortress. Yeah. And to do that, we need I think we need to score more at home. 
The way um, Luton came out against Sunderland in that playoff semi-final, they roared out of the traps. Absolutely roared out of them. They were two nil up by half time. Um, yeah. yeah, if a team turns up at Kenilworth Road and kind of half arses it, other teams, teams better than Sunderland, will find themselves two nil down to that sort of yeah. uh, to that sort of start. So, um, and like you say, Rob Edwards, it's not going to go to these teams and park the bus. Um, he's got a lot more about him than that. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing it. Um, how do you read it, Baz? Um, well, I've got Luton to stay up by the skin of their teeth. I think I'll give them a chance. Um, and it, it's for the reasons Gavin says. You've only got to beat three other teams. Um, I've got Sheffield United finishing um, below them. I think Everton will will struggle. I've got Everton and Bournemouth, I think, in the bottom three at the moment as, as it stands. Um, I just think... We, we we spoke we we, we spoke to our uh, Burnley man earlier, and he just said there's a feeling around Luton. There's just something special. Yeah, there. it's a sort. It's it is a fairy tale story. The sort of rags to riches, and and there's what's to say that there can't be another fairy tale for one more year, uh, where he can stay there, put up a fight, and and and, and make a good run of it, and, and have a second year there at least. Um, and I do agree with that, and I think Kenilworth Road will be a hard place for. Those those lesser teams to go to, uh, and they'll give some of the big teams a a scare there as well. So I think they can pick pick up enough. Am, am I confident enough to pick them uh, to stay up at, at around two to one? I'm not so sure. So I've went for a little bit of a safe. I pick for me. I like Luton to finish above Sheffield United. Um, I think Sheffield United will be bottom of the league. Is is my thought? Um, and Luton to finish above Sheffield United is around six to five plus one twenty. Um, so that was the pick for me. Uh, and and Luton can go down and that pick can still win. Um, but I think if they finish above Sheffield United, then you've only got two more teams to get, try and finish above. But I'll give you a chance. i give you every chance of staying up. I would like to see Luton stay up. It, it is a great story. Um, lots of fans will be looking forward to try and get a ticket for the away end at Kenilworth Road. It's going to be a struggle because, you know, there's not going to be many tickets to go around. Um, as, as you say, it's a shame... That, that eventually they will have to leave Kenilworth Road. It's an iconic stadium. Um, but for the betterment of the club, you can see why that's got to, got to change. But to have this season at Kenilworth Road must be a massive uh, massive boost for you, Rob. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the same boat. Bro. So I've got them finishing 17th as well. You'd be pleased to hear, Gav. We've got it to, it's, double, it's a double vote of confidence here. Um, <laughs> so yeah, more confidence the, than you, Gavin. <laughs> yes, come on, Gavin. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you guys are going to give me hope. Yep, that's what we're here for. Um, we've said this to everyone so far, though. Um, so, yeah, so the, the two to want to stay up is reasonable. And the three teams I've got going down, so um, it depends on how brave you're feeling. You can go, you can go up, the, up the ladder, uh, depending on your level of bravery. So my first pick, Baz, was Sheffield United. Uh, looking to finish above Sheffield United, like you say, six to five. Um, I've got them finishing above Bournemouth, which is a bigger price again, eleven to four plus two seventy five. And then uh, I've put this out on every show. If there's any Evertonians uh, listening, it's not personal, honestly. Uh, looking to finish above Everton. In fact, Gav threw this out before as well. Uh, he did say they were a shambles. I think was the exact word. So looking to finish above Everton is uh, one hundred to thirty plus three thirty three. And I don't mind them in the handicap market. 57-point head start. If Luton can pick up 35 points, puts them on 92, Baz. Man City won the league with 91. So, um, I quite like Villa in that market. Um, Brentford have got a squeak. 
Uh, but if I was back the third one, Luton can, uh, yeah, 35 out 57, wins at 16 to 1. Uh, I'm interested, so, yeah. uh, Gavin, on your thoughts, we, we asked the same of our Burnley man. Your thoughts on Burnley and Sheffield United? Because obviously, we didn't watch a huge amount of championship last year, we watched bits and pieces. Uh, you'd have watched a lot more. How, how do you think Burnley and Sheffield United are going to fare this season? I'm with you. I think Sheffield United are going to struggle. I think they're, they're they're going to struggle massively, and I think they may be the team that goes that goes of the three that came up. I think they're. I think obviously, as I said, I think we'll go down, but I think they're the team that will probably go with. I think Burnley can actually stay up, and I wouldn't be surprised if Burnley pulled the Brentford and and stayed up quite comfortably in their first season. I really rate Victor Company as a manager. I think he's 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 got his team set out the right way, and I mean. I remember watching Burnley under Sean, Sean Deutsch, and when you say watching, I mean, you'd fall asleep watching them. Vincent Company has them playing some really, really nice football, and he has them playing the right way. So, I mean, I think Burnley could be the team that will shock a lot. Yeah, so we... Bigger we, teams we, in the league, and I think they could stay up. We're, we're in agreement. I think we, we said we've got Burnley staying up, and we think they could make a, a real push for sort of... 10, 11, 12th in the league. We think from the sort of ninth downwards is wide open. You, you, as you say, your Brentford's West Ham, Palace, Fulham, uh, we think Burnley are in that bracket and, and can can stay up comfortably. But it's exactly what a Burnley man said when we spoke to Nathan earlier, um, is, is they might surprise a few people this year um, in, the, in the fact that they've got a very different identity now to what they had in the Daesh days um, and that they do play some, some really nice football now. So um, we'll be good to see that in the premiership. Um, I do. I, I, know, I know you said, I know you said there, sorry, Mal, I know you said there that to finish uh, top half, it was 25 yep. to one. Yeah. Is that so, you interested, Gavin? No, I, I was just going to say, ah. I think there, might be a, there might be a little bit of difference between the English market and the Irish market because I do know a friend that uh, uh, texted me, and I just remembered it right now, that he put a, he put a let me see what he said. Um, I think he put a, he put, he has 20, 20, 20 euro on them at 20 to one to be top oh, Okay. 10. So if they finish top 10, he's, he's buying the bears when I'm back home. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We're all in for that. Um, we're going to get you, Gav, to unearth some fantasy uh, league gems uh, in a moment. I'll uh, Good time to tell you about Underdog Fantasy, one of our sponsors here. Uh, with the NFL season right around the corner, we could talk some American sports, Gav. I reckon we could speak for about three hours here. Uh, Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on those NFL player props. Uh, loads of markets as well. Lots of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contests and make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4 where first place gets $1 million, head to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. So if there are any Luton Town uh, listeners who've uh, found their way onto our show via Gavin and the Luton Town International podcast, um, like I say, we do throw out weekly pick shows and all sorts, but we are going to run a, uh, a listeners league, uh, a fantasy, uh, an FPL um, fantasy league for our listeners. Uh, we've got some prizes. We've got a few quid to give away, £150 in cash, uh, some merch out the store. Um, and we've got the egg in a cup cup, which uh, you can't put a price on, on the glory of winning that. So if you are a fantasy player and you want the game, the code to join is um, CVV. Q-A-B, which is Castle, Vodka, Vodka, Queen, 
Anaconda, Bermuda. Uh, is that you're all right with that, Buzz? Yeah, that's all right. You're still champion. Still, still changing. Thank you. So yeah, um, we've sort of we've got one official rule, which is getting before the start of the season, and we've got one unofficial rule is uh, being morally obligated to go and give us a like, review, thumbs up, something, whatever you wherever you found us, uh, go and do whatever the, the they tell you to do, uh, subscribe, all that sort of malarkey. Um, do you are you a, a fantasy player? Obviously, you live in America. That all American people do is play fantasy sports, Gav. I mean, that's all they do. There's nothing else to no. do. I, I played. I played. I played fantasy football for like the what was the sun thing that they had years and years. Oh and years yeah, by post. And I did play fantasy hockey, but realised I wasn't very good at it. Uh, so I haven't. I haven't played fantasy. I, I think the hockey one was the only one I did. I did it for two years, but I have seen a couple of the things that the the club have tweeted out about like prices and stuff like that. Yeah, and I so would what- say. Carlton Morris would be a good a good ad. I don't know. I think he's five million or four point five million. Or something yeah. Like that. So I was gonna. I was gonna. Uh, we don't need you to play for you to be able to give us a steer, because what we said similar to Burnley is nothing jumps off the page to me in terms of Luton players to put in my fantasy team. Out of the twenty teams available, nothing jumps out. But the price of all of the Luton players are very, very cheap. And someone somewhere for Luton is going to do stuff and get points. And that's for uh, people like you to point us in the direction of where that might come from. I mean, Adi Bale was the top scorer last year, wasn't he? No, Morris was top scorer last year. Adi Bale was the year before. Ah, right. Yeah. Um, so, so Morris is, I'm just looking at the price here. Yeah, he's around five, five and a half million. What about defensively? Uh, because... Have you got any attacking wing backs who get involved? Someone told me Alfie Doughty. Is it Doughty or Doughty? Alf- Alfie Doughty. Alfie yeah. Doughty would be a good shout if we don't sign Ryan Giles or Giles or however or however you pronounce his last name. Uh, if we don't sign him from Wolves, then Alfie is going to play a lot, a lot of games next year. If we do sign yeah. Giles, I think it's going to be a toss-up between who starts between him and Doughty. Uh, we do have the Man City player Cabore, I think it is, on loan as the right wing back. Yeah, that may be an option too. Fantasy uh, football over here, the, the wing backs can be gold because they can get you the odd clean sheet. But if they're on corners and free kicks, which I was told Alfie Doughty might be, um, then they can certainly hit you some points from those uh, attacking threats as well. So well, that's it. Set pieces are going to be a big thing for Luke. We saw that in the Sunderland game. I just yeah. l- looking at the name of uh, Tom Lockyer there, just so remembering what an absolute machine of a man and a footballer he looks. Um, the the incident in the playoff final. So I've just got off track here because I want to talk about Lockyer for a minute. Um, the incident in the playoff final um, was really concerning and unfortunate. Um, what what was the outcome? Did he? Why did he just fall over? Because I saw him in the hospital later on with the old thumbs up. But what happened there, Cap? I don't think the club have actually come out and said what exactly has happened. So I I, I don't think anyone that says they do know is probably just speculating a little bit. Uh, There was definitely definitely a a collapse involved, that's for sure. And um, from what Rob Edwards said, he he got told by, I think, one of the uh, medical team that it wasn't good. So... I mean, make of that what you, what you want, really. But he was on the he was on the pitch on Tuesday night playing against Ipswich, so it's it's just great to see him back and playing. And as Malcolm says, he got and, and, and over to a certain degree, didn't we? We sort of got you got the okay quite quickly after the game, didn't he? That he was 
he was doing okay. But at the time, as you say, it was quite, yeah. quite scary, wasn't it? Uh, but yeah, yeah, and I mean, no one, no one really knew what happened. He just kind of collapsed on the pitch. Like, if it's a tackle or something like that, you kind of you, you kind of understand it. But he just seemed to be going running backwards and then just collapsed onto the ground. It was like, what's happened there? Yeah, because he was incredible in that Sunderland game. Absolutely outstanding. But yeah, so set pieces are are a big deal. Like, in uh, Luton have got some big big old boys in the team. I mean, wrote down Lockyer. Actually, he's he's another one defensively because he's he's had a few goals for years from set pieces as well over the years, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, another one to keep an eye on. So yeah, whether any Luton players make my uh, team initially, I'm not quite sure yet. But as I say, it will be the thing as the season starts. I've no doubt some Luton players will be finding some points, and suddenly people will want to get involved in them because they're at very cheap prices in the fantasy football. I'm not sure how exactly it, it works, like what exactly you get you get points for. Um but uh one player to for me, one player to look out for this season for Luton is gonna be a Mary Bell as a defender. Uh Okay. Right in that comfortable time. on the ball, pacey. Comfortable on the ball, pacey. You know, the only thing is he doesn't go forward for a set plays. He does he is the one that stays back. So if set pieces are a big thing, probably not for that. Yeah, but, right, I'm scribbling that out then. I've written it down and I've scribbled it out. Yeah, yeah. Come on. You're looking at players who get forward, either putting crosses in or getting their head on the end of set pieces for defenders. Yeah. Particularly if the team who we're not expecting tons of clean sheets from. Um, yeah. you know, we're, we're, maybe we will from Luton. It remains to be seen. But uh, yeah. I can't see us keeping a lot of clean sheets. I think yeah. against again again against some of the lower half teams, I think, yeah, maybe, but I think our goal difference this season coming compared to last season is going to be night and day. Yeah. Um, well, uh, that, that was absolutely brilliant, Gab. That's a really good insight. Um, are you going to get across to any uh, Luton Town games? Have you got any plans to get a game in this season? I'm still hoping. I'm still I'm still trying to work out some stuff. Obviously, the game I want to go to is the Manchester United game at Kenwood Road, just simply yeah. because the, re- the rest of my family are all United supporters. So... Ugh. I want to try to get to that, to that game. Uh, but obviously with United in Champions League, that can change. It, at the moment, it's a Saturday, but can change to a Sunday or a Sunday a Sunday morning game or, or Saturday, whatever it may be. So I'm going to wait to see on that. Uh, I would also like to get to the last day of the season. I can, on the last the last home game at Kenilworth Road, uh, I'd like to get to that one too. A couple of ones that I'm kind of penciling in, but nothing definite yet. Yeah. Oh, that'll be. Uh, I hope you get across, mate. It'll be fun. That last day of the season when the uh, when the cement that top four finish. That'll be a good. That'll be a good trip across for you, Gavin. Um, is there if we, anything if else? We, if yeah, we finish top four, I will send you guys money for beer. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, is there anything else you need to tell us about before we let you go, Gavin? Now that I can think of, just that you know, I know a lot of te- people are, are riding off Luton this season. As you guys says, they only have to be in three teams, and I think that's more than possible. Yeah, we um we, we wish you the best of luck, Gavin. Um, me and Barry are quite open that we don't like anyone. We're very cynical football fans, but Luton are one of the least offensive teams, so we dislike you less than we dislike everybody else. So, I mean, that's about as nice as we ever get. So, I, I really do hope to stay up. Financially, because we're going to have a little bit of two to one. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of fun to be had this season. Baz, anything else to tell us? No, not from me. Just to thank Gavin for giving us his time and coming on the show. It's been good to get, have his insight. Um, and yeah, good luck for the rest of the season. 
Gavin. Yeah, go and listen to uh, Gavin's podcast. And like I say, if you if you ever have a five or a ten on a weekend, go and uh, you can track us down in all the usual spots. The uh, and listen to our Premier League show, which is just making Baz talking a lot of rubbish and then giving out some dodgy picks. Um, thank you very much, Gavin. Enjoy the season. Uh, we'd speak to you again, hopefully before the end of the year, uh, and we can yeah. you can tell us how Luton uh, performed all the miracles that are upcoming. Uh, yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, going into the fantasy league. Um, until next time, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Mm-hmm.